You, you are, now are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back, back. to the masses. A one, two, three, All right, everybody, one, two, one, two. You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a mix of old and new school music representing the black diaspora, such as hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more, along with news commentary and sometimes interviews here and there on the news and mix-in. You got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro who currently right now is apparently beatboxing, um, doing the same. Let me have him go ahead and introduce himself. Yes, indeed. Me in the future, still in the lead. Yes, indeed. The whole wide, we own wide world, of course. Big shout out to all the beautiful boys and girls. And, of course, big up and much love to the wonderful DJ Fusion in the house. Of course, I saw Raw Black Hawk. A.K.A. Shabaka Stone, back up, back in the zone, back in the globe. Want to say peace to all known and unknown. Yes, indeed, he went up to all. We back to Rocket Fusion. What's the deal? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Glad to be back in the mix doing a new show after the Memorial Day um, break that we had right. and stuff like that. Since um, for a minute, you know, both of us were out of town and handling different things and. There was a little delay even post-break due to allergies, but hey, man, yeah. the allergies right now, for whatever reason, are calmed down in my corner of the East Coast of the U.S., so we can yeah. do this commentary thing, we can do this music mix thing, and we definitely yeah. got a lot to talk about, so we're going to go on right ahead and get into that. Um, for yeah. our listeners um, from the old school, some folks have been rocking with us since 98 when we were doing our thing in Jersey at Rutgers U Radio to those in the present. Whether it's through your favorite FM radio station, um, internet radio station, music streaming yeah. service, or podcast service, we are all glad right. to have y'all all on board. It's and um, yeah, for those who are new, let me just break down how we do the radio show. At the beginning, we do our promo spiel, how to reach out to us, check things out, okay. so forth and so on, upcoming events. The next part of the show is both myself and the Black Hawk getting into a bit of commentary. And then the last portion is us getting into um, the music mixes of um, old and new school tunes. So let's just go ahead and hop um, right into everything. You can always check out what's going on with the Fusebox Radio Broadcast family via our official website, FuseboxRadioOnline.com. That's F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. For folks on the social networking, the vast majority of our um, com- of our joints are there in with Fusebox Radio. So, for example, Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, um, Vimeo.com slash Fusebox Radio, Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth yeah. and so on. Now, on Facebook, our official Facebook like page, which I really appreciate more and more people, you know, sharing the content and hopping on each time. We're still trying to get a few more of those thumbs ups. It's facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, which is up straight up one word. 
Now, my official page is of Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio, which, as long as you got some common sense when you're making commentary and everything, I don't mind you commenting. But if you act brolic, I have no problem with blocking and kicking you off because I'm an adult and I don't mind people not being on because I will get an extra thumbs up or like or whatever. I really don't care. So sometimes you got to reinforce this with people. It's just like, I, I won't follow your page anymore. Good. Wow, wow. I I'm, I got real life stuff going keep on. Keep it Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, I will keep it grooving. Like, like, get, your, like get your self-esteem in check and all that. But anyway, um, if you want to check us out via the podcast, you can pretty much get us through the vast majority of podcast services right now. We got added on to one or two as of late. Shout out to the folks over at Overcast FM and Acast. Yep, yep. If y'all use those services and directories, you can go ahead and check us out. Of course, we're available via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and um, plenty more um, ways. Shout out to our podcast host for God. It's been damn near. It's been damn near ten years we've been with um, Podomatic. I think. Shout out to them. We were there for a very um, long time. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You're exactly right. That's right. Big up the big up with that Prismatic, right? Um, yeah, DJ Prismatic back in the day for um, hipping us to um, the podcast wave when it was um, just getting in its beginnings during that first yes, yes. during that first generation iPod wave and whatnot. Yes, yes. So um, yeah, man, um, shout out to those folks. And if you're just that like I can remember any of this stuff, just search for Fusebox Radio Broadcast on the web. You'll be able to find out all of our things via there. Our official blog site is BlackRadioWasBack.com which has um a lot of updates in terms of some of the press things we've been doing recently, including yes, yes. Awesome Con. Shout out to uh, Ben Penrod and all the great folks who set up that event at the convention center about yes, yes. a week ago for all my popular culture and comic book lover heads. Also, some of yes, our yes. Um, podcast friends who um, help us out and support had a great panel. It was cool to see a whole bunch of black dudes talking about pop culture and having them having a full house, so... Shout out to the folks over at um, Nerdpocalypse. Shout out to the folks over at Work by 40 Acres, Movie Trailer Reviews, and the um, Gaming and Then Some podcast. Besides their nostalgia panel, they also had a really nice um, get-together at Penn Social. And oh, wow. um, a whole bunch of um, black podcast folks and just other various people who were down for the cause came through. And um, it was a good time. So I always got to give um, props to fellow independent media folks who are doing it. Um, shout out to the peoples who've had us do press things the past few weeks. Like, we're getting into, you know, more and more stuff, and it's um pretty awesome. So shout yep, out to yep. PBS for the um, National Memorial Day concert. Shouts out yep, to yep. the folks of Strange Music at Tech 9 for having folks stop through um their um show at the Howard Theater. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it's it's just been hectic, but it's been hectic in um, a really good and um, appreciative way. We got, you know, more stuff coming down the horizon. Peeps are going yeah, to yeah. be rolling too. We'll just announce that as time goes by. Um, on the DJ and of course, shout out to everybody who uh, books us. And you can um, reach out in terms of like booking us for various things through the FuseboxRadioOnline.com website. Yeah, and, um, yep, during the past few months, um, folks have done everything from the National Cherry Blossom Festival to uh, private yeah. events to... Um, yeah. Also, you know, shout out to the folks over at um, Capital Pride. They had hit me up um, a few weeks ago and um, did a joint with them over there. And um, 
audience and crowd was cool, you know, definitely appreciate um all of that. And um also, real quick, shout out to the folks over at Mount Pleasant for the um Uprising Festival. Um yes, that yes. was a great time. They had their first uh, ever festival during Memorial Day weekend. I got to spend a little bit um yes, at yes. that and it was a you know, a nice community event for the folks in the D C area all up and down on Rhode Island Avenue. Right. And um that was um free. They had a cool um local music acts performed. There were a whole bunch of cool local vendors, people creating live arts, um, folks going ahead and um the art galleries stuff over there they had their other arts on display. It was cool. So definitely wanted to shout um those folks out um really big who over at the uh, recreative spaces um center who put that together. And yeah. what have you. And like I said, plenty more is going on and going down and just check our websites and um announcements and all that stuff and um you will be able to find out what is going on. So at the moment that's about it on the announcement end and whatnot that I can think of and for whatever well, reason that, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Just one thing I just one thing I wanted to say is um that's not necessarily entertainment related, but um I think it was about a couple months back, um, um, an, an elder had passed, and it was never addressed on this show. Oh, true. And I wanted to at least address it real quick and maybe give a couple of book titles that this elder had, you know, had left for us. And that was um, Fusion. I'm Fusion. I know you're aware of him, but so correct me if I'm wrong in, in his name. I think it's Dr. Ben Yachanan. Um, You or, got it right, yeah. Mostly known as of Dr. Ben and, by a whole bunch of folks. Yes. For people who know him, this is maybe old, but it was about, I guess, a couple of months ago, but it wasn't addressed on this show. And, you know, we wanted to address Baba and um, and what he did in the sense of being able to, you know, a lot of, I guess, black writers within maybe uh, psychology and, um, and the science fields and, of course, in history, um, would have known about him and, and, and known about his work, see what I'm saying? And uh, so and for people who just want to know about him, know about him. And anytime anybody wants to know anything that has to relate it to do with, you know, uh, biblical history or almost just history in general of the ancient world, he would definitely be um, a good person to go uh, to look for. Some book titles are Africa, Mother of Western Civilization, Africa, um, African origins of Western religion, uh, black man of the Nile, and there's others, but you know that's found that's foundational work. So, you know, if there's any Adam, any biblical things, and anybody has anything to say, anybody who does not know could go to that person. I mean, could go to those books and and which he broke that the most of that stuff down in the 70s, and so and basically it still applies to today. But um, just wanted to, um, you know, give a big, big up to Baba as he passed on uh, to be with the ancestors and be a part of, um, be back a part of the Black Water. All right? No doubt, no doubt. And I think that was the um, perfect thing to say, and I'm waiting around it off. Uh, Dr. Ben, like a whole bunch of other folks, like um, Dr. Ivan Van Sertima and more, have right. definitely played um, a big role in terms of how I started looking at the multifaceted history of um, black folks all over the world, um, ancient to present. 
So just on that level alone, um, definitely um, some big ups right there. And the Blackhawks, which is a really good um, book to start out with. And um, to go from there, I think YouTube has a few videos of him talking, too, if I remember correctly. And um, whatnot. I know YouTube is actually a pretty good repository to check some of these folks out, you know, live and in the flex on the lecture in. No doubt. And whatnot. I'm pretty sure that at least a like it is that has Dr. Ben on it um, from back in the day. So, just doesn't want to give the big ups on that end. And um, we'll just um, slide right into the commentary that that was a, a good start for heads to get into. Um, what this came down to news item. Um, total right now um, I definitely have to um, announce that especially as a person who came up um, in I guess quote unquote professionalism in hip hop at a certain time frame um, RIP to um, Robert Diaz um, a lot of folks in the um, New York, New Jersey international um, hip hop circuit known him as uh, PH or Pumpkinhead um, no for fans of battle rap right now if you are not familiar with him, you should definitely um, check him out and whatnot. Um, the man did his thing on that end for oh, just about two decades and whatnot, as well as putting out um, a lot of um, quality underground hip-hop related um, output with a lot of what are some people's current phase, whether it's Jean Grey, um, Immortal Technique, plenty, plenty more down the list besides his own um, solo output no doubt and for somebody like me um i remember meeting the brother when i just first started doing the radio show actually around the um late 90s early 2000s undergrad at um Rutgers university now everybody had their own encounters and stuff with people with um music and for people who notice whether you're a fan or you do stuff in the business, you're going to have your folks who are going to be ups and have their ups and downs and sometimes might be funny towards you. Especially if they start, you know, blowing up and getting to a certain place. Now, my personal experience was that I never had one bad encounter with the dude. He was always a class act from his beginnings to when he started blowing up bigger on the battle ends and more. And for some of the newer generation, who might not understand the literal I got a hustle outside of an event or a record store a lot of fat beats to sell my product type of vibe or I have to go to an open mic to get my joy blowing up type of vibe he was like that type of dude you know what I'm saying from time frame that he was um, in the radio station in the studio to doing um, various events in the New Jersey New York area and whatnot. the dude had his skills lyrically but the dude like I said, for me, in my experience, never a bad word, friendly, smile on his face, but it wasn't like a, you know, a fake MF smile. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude generally enjoyed what he did and what he was into, and I personally know quite a few people he helped out a lot in terms of navigating the independent music scene, some of whom are in way higher places right now because of that brother's input. And um, the things um, that he did, you know, New York representative, you know, like I said, definitely did his thing in Jersey. I know for a fact around when I went to Rutgers in Central Jersey, he helped out a lot of cats at that time. A whole lot. 
And for um, some of those folks who remember those early court tavern days or whatever, when you had like the um, various hip hop open mics and shows and stuff, that cat was always there. And um, yeah, like it's one of those things to me where, besides the fact that the brother was young, he passed away at the age of 39. And as of this time frame, when I'm, I received the news, there has not been a definitive cause of why he passed. Um, it's rare to run to a cat who has talent but also has a sense of balance with themselves as much as possible as a human being. Uh-huh. There's plenty of talented people who act like jerks. Let's keep it 100. Uh-huh. And who always act like jerks. And there's people who they might seem cool, but when they get to a certain point, that jerkiness comes out. Uh-huh. And I think some people, when you encounter folks, like you're almost set yourself up for feeling a disappointment after a while. Because you can like somebody's music and be like, wow, this is like a corny individual. This is a whack individual. Um, again, I've never had that experience with um, PH. And it's kind of bugged out because I can't say that I've been in touch with him heavy throughout the past few years. But, you know, there were, you know, the online times. You know, people would be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? All of that. And it would be times when the cat ain't pushing the product. You know what I'm saying? And I think when you're on the DJ end or the promoter end or any other type of end, you're almost kind of used to people doing the the pseudo-friendly, I'm pushing something type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it might seem corny, but for me, I appreciate when cats aren't necessarily always on that. Yes, we all are hustling, we all are trying to eat, but home training sometimes in the realm of hip-hop is rare. <laughs> you I know what I mean? And the half cats who are just they're like, I like that, but hey, I got a skill too, and you know, I'm doing my thing. Um, that's highly appreciated. So, you know, R.I.P. to the brother. Um, praising adults to his family, friends, um, fans, um, fellow folks who worked with him, especially you know the Brooklyn Academy heads, the Stronghold heads, the NYC area right. heads, the Jersey heads. Um, that cat was a part of that um, late '90s and onwards foundation for some of this independent hip-hop thing that's in a whole different place now. And whatnot. In the way I look at it in terms of some of us who've been doing this, like we started out younger, but you're not necessarily quote-unquote an old OG yet. But you put in like a decade plus in it. You're kind of an OG, and it kind of makes me sad to see cats like that just go away. And um, pass away, so. Um, yeah, I just had to say my piece on that. Um, YouTube had a ton of his stuff out. Um, the Orange Moon in Brooklyn album is personally one of my favorite joints he put out and whatnot. That was around the mid 2000s. Oh, yeah. In terms of a complete work, um, a lot of his battle videos are on there with everybody from um, Reeves Everflowing to Capadonna and more. Where you know you can hear the brother had skills. And this before, this almost before I would say even the Smack DVD period, or when it was just oh, coming yeah. up. I mean, I'm talking about Blaze Battle Time. We talk about like the late nineties and what? what have you. So yeah, man. Check check the brother out if you're not already familiar with his work and what have you. I mean, he gets it on so many independent people's joints. I can't even list them all. Like I don't necessarily like saying go to Wikipedia, but you might want to do that. And for some of y'all who are there like, I'm the independent you're gonna be like, Ah oh, damn, you're worth a lot of your favorite um NYC area MCs and more. <laughs> like re- wow. like like real talk. So you know, uh-huh. rest in peace to the brother, man. Like, um, he did his thing. And, um, yeah, yeah let's, um, get into a few joints here right now, because the news cycle just went 
all over the place, so I think I'm going to just mix it up a bit. Um, shout out to Serena Williams, man. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Won her 20th. Let me repeat this. Her 20th Grand Slam title this past weekend at 33 years old. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Since teenagehood, she's been murking it. Okay? And on top of all of that, she didn't just win the French Open to get her 20th Grand Slam title. She won that joint with the flu. Well done. Like, most people don't even want to get out of bed with the freaking flu. She got out and she, like, murked a chick with the flu. She was playing against and whatnot. And, you know, people still give her and a Venus and they father a whole lot of crap for murking in tennis. Word up. And for all those folks, I'm going to be petty and say, ha-ha, y'all had to deal with it. Because until they decide they don't want to play tennis no more, they're going to keep winning. No doubt. <laughs> Bottom line. They're gonna Black keep winning. They're gonna keep winning and and looking damn good doing it. Physically and otherwise. And with the skill set. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All I wanna say is a big up to all of them. You and on top saying? of that, she's classy as hell too. Let's not let's not break that down. Yeah, no no no. It's 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 all it's it's a lovely thing that when a sister looks like her and it's classy, you know what I'm saying? And I, I remember them playing in the 90s, and the father, like, you know, like, celebrating whatever, whatever. Me and, me, me and my older brother used to be laughing at that. And that's how I've been in our family, bro. But it, 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 it reminded me of my family. And um, so I know that they, he, they're tight with them. They're tight. I could just tell that, you know. But, um, yeah, big up to all of them. And, of course, Serena, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, she's gonna to continue to do it, big up to her, I'm going after her, and, um, you know, and, um, it's gonna to continue to look good or something like that. I mean, it's some other things, but I'm just trying to keep it classy, so, you know what I'm saying? But big up to all of them, alright? <laughs> hey, hey, no doubt. Look, I honestly think you're blind if you don't think the woman's attractive. <laughs> Real talk, and, and I'm straight as straight can be, but I'm like, those are some pretty women right there. Yes, sir. So, you know, I mean, hey. I'm going to be my brothers to talk about that. I'd be mad, bro. <laughs> so, you know, they they doing it up, man. They doing it up. So good for them. Um, Let me see here. Yeah, I'm going to, like, I'm going to literally hop around. I know a few stories are going to tie in to each other. Um, do, 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 do. Um, Next up, let's, let's keep the upward in the thing for a while. Shouts out, speaking of awesome black ladies, shout out to the 99-year-old grandma up in well L.A. Down. who graduated from college. Well she was like, I'm going to get a degree before I'm 100 years old. And she did that. Well and speaking of that, um, that awesome black strength, because she got her associate's arts degree from um, the College of the Canyons, she got this degree after she went through two strokes. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, that's one of the things you got to sit back and look at. Like, if your lazy ass can't read a book, this black lady got a degree after two strokes in her 90s. So, you know, I'm not saying that everybody got to be built for college and all of that, but the education thing I feel is drastically important, even self-education. So get it together. 
and the picture of this black lady, which I'm going to, you know, as per usual, put all of our notes in terms of our um, podcast notes on blackradiosback.com. I want to link into these stories. That black lady looks so awesome and sweet, and she looked like she about 70-something for a, a damn near 100-year-old woman. So, oh, she made it happen, and um, that was pretty awesome. So, that little bit of good news there. Um, next up on the agenda, um, Michelle Nichols, who most of us know as um, Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek, she suffered a minor stroke this um, past few days, but she's doing fine now, they say, so that's good. And oh, what yeah. have you. We talk about representation of people in terms of popular culture. You know, black women in space was not a normal thing. No doubt. <laughs> Back when that show dropped or whatever. Much less you being like a major star and not like, you know, one of them like side people walking around and what have you. For um, a lot of generations, she, she's that chick. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. we're definitely glad that um, she's doing well and maintaining. I mean, you have like folks who are like the first black female astronaut in space talking about, yo, I saw, you know, Lieutenant Hur and that was it. You know what I'm saying? I had to be about that. So, you know, we definitely had to, you know, give our shouts and good wishes to her. No doubt. And um, everything. I mean, she's one of those people, if I run into her, I'm going to act like a complete nerd. Straight up. I hadn't even thought about, it, of course, during my Trekkie days, and I, I still think the original ones are the best ones. Even though I like the succeeding generations that came, I like all of them, especially the ones when they had, um, I think Avery Brooks. He he did, I think he was Deep Space Nine Deep or whatever. Nine. Mm-hmm. But but they showed black people, even though the original um, Battlestar Galactica, the original one, they had black, they had blacks in leadership positions. You saying? So, but this is the aspect, the point I'm getting is, is the aspect of blacks in space, though. And that kind of scary for people. So anytime you did see that from the 60s on, you know, that was, that was really good food for black people, um, especially when they start to study. Well, oh, okay then. So, there were our black people in space, there are pyramids on Mars. There are pyramids on Mars, for real. You know, that's just some, that, you know, there's NASA footage of that, so, but that, but us knowing and then finding out about it and realizing there's, there's a connection beyond this earth of black folks. You know, but I'm gonna cut it there. But yeah, uh, 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 uh big up to her for, for, uh, uh, holding on and definitely hopefully she can get something else to have her face seen again. No doubt, no doubt. Um, we gotta get a little more serious, but it's gonna get a little ranty, which is why I wanna kinda go through these other joint on the up and up a bit quick um controversy in mainstream news man i don't know what happens with us when we go on vacation everything in the world has to happen when that goes down and i think one of the things that ties all of this in in kind of a to me a fascinating way is that no matter what goes down somebody always wants to make white america look good even when parts of white america are effing up like big time and major like people will try to find all the excuses in the world to do that and um, the first example of that to me is the situation that happened um, with the Duggars now some people might be familiar with the Duggars from um, their show on TLC which I think is a 19 kids and um, counting joint and what have you Yeah, yeah and they pretty much you know 
like um they weren't mormon but they're like one of those christian sects where you know they kind of keep it themselves and all that type of stuff um people can look up quiverful and just see all the quote-unquote special stuff they are and what have you in regard to beliefs because um i'll put it out front i am not a christian or whatever <laughs> and at this stage of my life i don't necessarily I don't want to use a stereotype of I'm not into religion, but I'm spiritual or whatever, because that sounds cornball. But the three major religions I have issues with on certain levels. I'll put it like that. And I have have even more issues with them when they're warped to a horrible degree, which is what I feel like folks like these do. But anyway, um, their situation, which I'm like, hey, people, if they live their life and they leave me the hell alone, 99.9% of the time, I don't care what you're on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that situation right. that was interesting to me was that um, some information came out, ironically, not from TMZ, but like In Touch Weekly or one of those other random tabloid celebrity magazines, where they dug up some um, paperwork through um, Freedom of Information Act, and uh, one of their sons, um, by the name of Just Duggar, they had, during the time frame, he was a teenager, they had information about him um, essentially molesting little girls, including some of his sister's. In okay. that uh, big family, like, you know, the filling up stuff like that. Now, things happen, and I'm not one to condone any of that, but it's like, look, maybe that happened and folks got counseling or treatment, and, and they grew up and moved move past it. But the situation that makes this a little crazy is that his parents didn't bring him to the police until after the statute of limitations. So that is already just shady and shifty beside the fact of, again, I'm not beat for any religious sect that somehow tried to make a man seem like they're on top of a woman and a man can, right. do, a, a man can do a whole bunch of crazy crap and women just had to take it. Right. That's not cool. Much less when it comes down to kids. I mean, you know, pedo stuff is disgusting. Bottom line. You know what I'm saying? And make it an environment where it makes it seem like a little boy can do something to a little girl, or vice versa. And it's all cool. It's disgusting. I I don't think this should be any kind of debate in regards to that. Now, again, if some folks can get help and and grow up and get past it and and break that cycle, that's cool. But the thing that's so hypocritical is his parents didn't even try it, but these are the same people who will, like, diss black people, who will diss gays, We'll do all types of other folks in terms of, or people who don't follow their level of Christianity be like, you ain't living a Christian life. <laughs> if a Christian life is supposed to be letting people get away from molesting little kids, then F your Christian life, yo. Forget I can that. Dig it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, y'all are the type of people who create atheists. Because if that's what yep. God, if God, that's what God or higher power is supposed to be about, why would I want to be bothered with that? No now, no this no information doubt. comes out, which again is documented. And dig this thing on top of it, right? They bring the boy to the cops, and the cops, instead of, you know, trying to get them counseling, trying to go through any type of court thing or whatever, they give them, quote-unquote, a stern talking to, and they get sent to, like, a private counseling thing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's already something that's bugged out, but dig this. The cop who they had them give a, quote-unquote, talking to, because, you know, Duggars have money, and they're tied into people. This particular cop later on ends up getting arrested for molesting kids. Woo! And is in jail it's for molesting. And you know what I'm saying? And is in jail for molesting it's kids. But it's these are the cases. They got to front off, front off in front of the cameras, and I guess in front off of people's 
parents, but it's a culture, almost the way it happens, you know, in um, the Catholic Church. You know what I'm saying? Now, dig this, right? Any other time in the world, if you heard a story like this, you'd be there like, these are messed up, jacked up people, right? People need to get their lives together. Now, you got a decent amount of people who said that, and God bless those folks, or whatever deity of choice you have, those folks. Then, of course, because these are good white Christian conservatives, you got the Fox Newses of the world, and other folks are just trying to be there like, hey, well, they got forgiven because Jesus, and I'm like, for real? Okay. (laughs) Okay. You need to roll this back. They're being persecuted because they're Christians. They're not being persecuted because they're Christians. They're being persecuted, which is, for one thing, persecution is a whole other thing that people use and say a little too damn much when they <laughs> got somebody pushing back on them. But they're getting people get pushed back because you didn't really get your son or your daughters any help. No, no. You know, I mean, I don't know what that little boy went through to think it was okay. Mm to do that you know what I'm saying especially like if it's like a intercultural thing because America has this weird thing about not wanting to have their business put on front street and this is a part of America that needs to have their stuff put on front street like you can't be trying to control the rest of this country you don't got your own business together bottom line you know you got like cat. you got cats who are running for president like um, Governor Mike Huckabee who he's going to lose again but anyway we're trying to be there like, well, they're being persecuted because they're good Christian conservatives and, you know, Jesus forgive them and nobody trying to destroy stuff. I'm like, man, listen, you know good and damn well if somewhere down the line, which I don't think this is going to happen, like President Obama, something came out about President Obama and anybody being remotely on that, the world would end. The world would end and be destroyed and raged. If any other famous person of color did had something like this come out, people be bugging, people be tripping. That's right. But you got folks who are just there like, well, people shouldn't talk bad about them and they're being persecuted because people ain't trying to have their show on, on TV. That's not persecution. That's called, that's that free market capitalism y'all supposed to be about. People ain't trying to support that mess, you know? Well, they yeah. not. And these companies, as much as we talk trash about corporations or whatever, corporations about where the money goes. When people are yep. like, I am not going to pay to see this old crazy mess. Some mess I already felt was crazy, but now it's super crazy. They're going to go on the other way. So I have no sympathy for, for this nonsense. I have no sympathy for the loser, white folks, and pseudo-religious people who want to try to back this stuff up, man. Like, if you got to use your religion, you got to try to hide behind religion for being a perv, then, you know, Y'all can smooth it off, as far as I'm concerned. No, like, definitely. I think at the end of the day, that definitely um, um, makes the the journey that people have to take seem like something that's cheap and it's a it's a front show or whatever, whatever. And sadly, that people will be turned off before they realize it was never about those three religions. It was about a path one had to take that would it in the end make them better and make them have the potential for something when they passed on and not have the fear of that potential when they were living. You know what I'm saying? So that that throws that away in their mind if they see that. Because that's before, that's the religious stage is, is one stage, but then it's something else. You know, so 
it, it, it's sad that it's like that, or, or when we see it in general anywhere. You know, the, the, the Duggars represented an example of like, you know, a cat that started, you know, dealing, you know, with male prostitutes or whatever. That dude in Colorado a couple of years ago. You know what I'm saying? You know, long time. You know what I'm saying? Or Bishop Eddie Long. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it, you know, a Negro, you know, doing that. So it, it, it's unfortunate there's a culture out there. And people who are not in that culture are not necessarily aware of it completely and how pervasive and how, and how, and it's global. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that, that new, that new little, uh, human trafficking thing they come up with, a lot of that involves children. So, you know, it's a funny thing and, um, individuals have to be very watchful of their own. You know what I'm saying? And it's a, it's a very, uh, very interesting time to have kids. And I used to think it was a bad thing to to not have kids. I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe that anymore. I I, I would like to have them, but it's definitely you know it's, it's an interesting situation. You could be right, but you know it's the world that they go out in. It, it, it's dirt bags like that. You know what I'm saying? Who use religion to fund it all? And let us not forget what happened at Penn State. Sandusky and the boys. You know. And, and, and paternal died off as a result of that distress, but I'm going to cut it. But just, unfortunately, we have to watch. All right. uh, no doubt, no doubt. Like, it's one of those things that just kill me. I'm like, y'all trying to find every excuse in the world for people to just get away with molesting young kids, man. I'm like, that's a perverted nonsense. Word is on. Like, I like the white yeah, folks yeah. on TV, so. Mm. <laughs> but, you know. You black, you walk across the wrong side of the street. You're you're an evil creature. It's like get get the f out of here, man. Get the f out of here. Um, speaking of just the hypocrisies of this world and white America, this story has um snowballed quickly. Um, in McKinney, Texas, um, a police officer who had been suspended and um has now, as of broadcast time, resigned. Um. Well, had a, there was a video posted online that showed him breaking up a pool party in a, like this crazy aggressive matter. Um, this area is not too far from Texas. Um, the situation that happened um, was that at the Craig Ranks North Community Pool, um, somebody called in, you know, saying there was a fight, there's a whole bunch of teenagers bugging out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Police came through, you know. At first, saying there are multiple juveniles out there who did not live in the area or have permission to be there and refusing to leave, um, they roll up on this um group of kids, and this is the official thing they said before the video came out, right? And you know they're like, yeah, we you know had to you know set them down and calm them down, do all this other type of stuff. Now, this is a mixed group of kids: black kids, white kids, a few other folks, other ethnicities. Um, it was a party that was um, promoted, and you know, most people were like, "Hey, come, come through to our pool party, whatever." And with this scenario, what the video shows is that when the police came, they went right toward the black kids, directly towards them. Now, even though this should not make a difference anyway, I have to say that the video that came out was taped by a young white man who was there. <laughs> So first and foremost, shout out to him and his parents for raising him right. Yes, for indeed. being there like, this looks crazy, this looks like some nonsense. 
And people can find a video of him of testifying where even where even he was just there like I thought somebody was gonna get this cop pull pull a gun on people. They were pushing down to seven people. There's some other random white dude who wasn't no cop or n- nothing else who was up in the piece looking like, you know, they were acting like they were trying to get stuff under control. Like these cats were acting like they were in the action video. Or whatever. And one young black lady, you know, one of these cops like kneed her in the back and pushed her down and all this other crazy stuff. And like, you, you, people can find the video on the web. Like, it's it's crazy. And this young black lady was just 14 years old. None of these people attacked, and none of these people attacked the police. Like you can't so even say. Go ahead. I was gonna say that lady is what she is, but fourteen years old is a child. They they needing children. I mean, let's let's, let's I mean, let's call a spade a spade. What's no. been happening? Um, basically, ever since black people been in America, but like we'll put it in the context of recent police brutality. Um, basically, it's terrorism. Why isn't it not terrorism? That was terrorism. They picked, they, they were winning their cherry picking about who they was going to get. You know what I'm saying? And then they, whatever. You know, they didn't, whatever, whatever. They went, I mean, they didn't, you know, like do a couple of other people even don't make, make it look good. Even though if it's, if it's, Majority of us going down when they do a couple of other people are just for making more blood. But, you know, that's that, that terrorism. That's a form of terrorism. There's a standing order somewhere for, 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 for violence and terror towards black people because there's too much is happening recently, you know what I'm saying, for it not to be. I had a Negro tell me, oh, well, I'm doing that in Baltimore. It's going to affect probably black people are not going to come back. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a, uh, Seaside um, city, port city. Yeah, right. They ain't gonna shut all that down. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Y2K wasn't gonna shut down. That was a lot to get people to spend some money. But, but even LA didn't get shut down after that. Whatever, whatever. So, you know what? After they got it cracking over there. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead, Fusion. No doubt. No doubt. And. This, this is the thing, like, what kills me with stuff like this, because honestly, I've said it on my Facebook, I've said it on my Twitter, I've said it on other places, what kills me with stories like this is you have stuff on crispy high definition video. <laughs> crispy. Like, like, we're not talking like Rodney King era, we're talking about, you know, 720 HD, 1080HD video. People pointing out the scene, seeing all this stuff going on, and there's no way you can deny these cops only went towards the black kids. And until they noticed that they were taped, they didn't even go anywhere near a white kid who was there. And on top of the fact of the video, because some people act like they don't get, they can't see shit with their own two eyes, part of my language and whatnot. You had a white parent and their daughter who was there who said this was some nonsense. You had the young white man who was there who was like, this is some nonsense. And you still got people trying to deny that black people get messed with by cops. <laughs> and it's not just a regular, okay, we we expect stuff from racists. That's, that's just going to be there. I expect stuff from some people who are just there like, I'm a radical whatever race until it comes over to black people and all of a sudden you, you, you disappear. I expect that. But from people of color, especially black folks, 
and I'll go so far as to say Latino folks in America who somehow try to act like, oh, y'all just chipping, y'all just bugging. You need to wait for more information to come out. No doubt. All, yourself, all y'all guys can go F yourself with a rusty dildo, yo. I hate people like this. I hate these new age Clarence Thomas cats, yo. I hate these no old con- contrarian colored cats, yo. No doubt. Like, why you gotta try to be a contrarian colored? Fox News ain't gonna hire you. No doubt. This type of stuff ain't gonna make you look too much better towards your boss, because that means you you just a pansy. If anything, no you're doubt. making stuff worse for your own families and yourself, much less your community, whatever else. You're a failure. You're wasting my air. <laughs> you're wasting the oxygen that I need to breathe and other people who ain't about no nonsense no, need no. to go ahead and breathe. Because I'm like, the denial, the purposeful denial of people kills me. Because when we talk about police issues, we're talking about it from a black American perspective because we're black Americans, right? No, no. But, you know, God bless our international audience. We got our homies in Germany who are just there like, no, nah, this is how police roll. <laughs> Because we got our nonsense over here. One of our my German people, as a matter of fact, shout out to Marion. She had right. hit me up talking about that, yo, over here, we actually have a version of the Ku Klux Klan. And they found out that some of those guys, mind you, we're talking about Germany, which already had its issues. They're talking about some of those guys who identify with the Ku Klux Klan are in certain police areas as cops. Yeah. And like, like in the southern, like, 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 like in the like southern in, United States. Exactly, and that's what I was telling her. And they were just there, like, and they had certain people who were letting that slide. So it's that's like right. when people talk about the overreach of a corrupt system, it's oh, everywhere. And to act like it not existing means that stuff isn't going to happen is stupid. It's 2015. Oh. That's stupid. Even if you just live through 2014. Like, what does it take where stuff like this happens and occurs with video and people talking and whatever else before you can actually just be an adult? Because this is what it comes down to, being an adult and saying that this is a pattern and something is wrong. Why is there this innate fear of black Americans being treated on an equal plane? There's a true fear of that. Not trying to be greater, not trying to be better, but being there like, I'm a citizen just like you. I don't want to because I have a certain melanin tone and my face looks this way or my ethnic classification is this. Be treated as a lesser in regard to pay, in regard to how law enforcement rolls up on me, in regard to how various aspects of the current United States justice system treats me, and all of that. Like putting your heads over your ears and going la, 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 y'all Negroes are, are just talking crazy. Is it going to change a damn thing? Not just for us, but for anybody. Because this ultimately damages everybody. This damages this damages white America because white America is functioning off of false notions of people. Instead of looking at, at people in general as equal human beings. And then one more quick thing before I get into some other stories that tie into this particular situation because I hope this cop gets the hell suit out of him as well as the police department. And whatnot is the aspect of whenever these stories come up, you know what I don't need to hear? If it wasn't for black on black crime, if it wasn't for Latino on Latino crime, if we all respected each other, it wouldn't happen. Look at the history of America. When we tried to integrate historical context. In in any historical context. When you have that when you have that mentality, you have no historical context and you're just buying a bunch of propaganda. 
But let's break things down. When you try to integrate into a system and people don't want you, when you try to separate from a system and people don't want you, you know what happened all throughout the time in a country that, if you talk about the 1776 standards, not even 300 years old? Yeah. We've always gotten crap. No we've always gotten crap. When you look at certain historical things, we're barely 50 years past certain things being signed to be there like, oh, well, by the way, I guess y'all Negroes can vote. Yeah, so that was that 50 I, years now for voting? Yeah, like um, last um, last year was um, the Civil Rights Act 50 years. 1965, right? That is correct. You so had 50 the, years um, since that is 2015, so it's only been 50 years. You've had the Sel- the Selma you had the Selma um march. Yeah. Title Nine isn't even fifty years old. We're talking about just basic equality for women in various parts of education. We yeah. still don't have equal pay for men versus women, and which gets worse when you break it down via the various uh, ethnicities and what have yeah. you. Like to people fight so hard for you not to be on an equal plane because they're comfortable with not doing that. And for people who are of color who remotely know like third grade history who advocate this system, you're messing yourself up because guess what? You are trying to be comfortable in something that you should already be uncomfortable with. And because you're used to a certain system, you're trying to feel like, well, if the system changes, I don't know if I can win. Well, guess whose problem that isn't? That's not my damn problem. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I like to, for there to be a world where there isn't a friend of action, not because somebody took it away because they're scared, but because we're all actually being treated as basic human beings. You know I like to not look at my degree and be there like, well, if I was a white woman, I'd make 70 cents to average of 70 cents every dollar. But because I'm a black woman, I might be making 50 to 60. And I had the same qualification as somebody else. Hmm. Besides the fact of Somebody like me, I could tell stories about the discrimination that are that similar to McKinney that happened in my life. Well, no. You know, I've had people treat me like I'm a danger, and anybody who's seen me live at anything, I'm a short person. I'm not a wide person. The only way I'm going to really get physical is if you threaten me. Because I'm like, I'm an adult. I'm not going to be stupid. But I've been well, treated no. like I'm going to steal something. I've been treated like I'm a harlot. I've been treated like because I'm dark-skinned, I'm dirty. I've been treated like, you know, I have a degree, but what does that really mean? All that's occurred. And it's 2015. And, no these younger, and these younger kids right now, some of whom, you know, this might be one of their first real hard pushes with stuff, all you're doing is disillusioning a population. And for those of y'all who are scared of, oh my God, you were getting radicalized, do a fellow like this, it's going to keep radicalizing black folks. It's going to no keep no. radicalizing other people. And, um, again, God bless the folks who are there, who called this out, and the folks of other ethnicities who truly show that a lot of this nonsense is learned. No doubt. A lot of racism and prejudice is simply learned. A no baby doubt. don't know how to hate. They just tell it, there's another baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's another human being. You get taught how to do these things. And luckily for some of those young teenagers there, they didn't go with the flow. Because otherwise, you know, heaven forbid, who who knows what would have happened? Like, when people talk about police reform and other things that need to be done, it's one of those situations where I'm like, why does that scare people so much? Why does it scare folks to be there like, damn, I can't knock somebody upside the head today. I, I can't scream on them. I can't just toss them into a car and 
feel like I'm Rambo or that I'm that I'm hunting Negroes like back in the day, where people mm-hmm. literally hunted Negroes. It's not an exaggeration. Do your research. That's right. <laughs> Do your freaking mm-hmm. research. You know what I'm saying? But um, like I don't know, stuff like this infuriates me so much. And I guess the funny thing is when I look at stories like this, it's already wears you down that it happens. But yeah. it's worse. It's almost worse now that instead of being, I guess, antidotal stories that we all can tell somebody can brush off, when there's actual proof and evidence, people still try to brush it off. It's insulting. Yeah. And for other people of color who've made it to a certain point, and you know, maybe you haven't had certain experiences, good for you. But you shouldn't just shut that off and be like, I don't care about what happens to anybody else. No Myself no and the Black Hawk are lucky. More or less, you know what I'm saying? We've had our bad experiences, but we're doing pretty okay in the realm of life's ups and downs. But that doesn't mean we're going to be there like, well, screw those other black people over there. Because I'm doing okay. That's retarded. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like there's certain things that I think all human beings, human beings are reserved, should be, every human being should should be treated with respect. I think and it gets down to um, individuals doing what they need to do in the sense of being able to provide for themselves and being able to set up a future so they'll be able to support themselves and their families, and which is obviously a good thing. I think as individuals don't take into account the mental and spiritual aspect because that's going to have an interpretation of your, like, for example, just because I got, I'm living in the nice neighborhood, whatever, whatever. I'm not looking bad at the people who are living in apartments in the back. You know what I'm saying? But that comes down to, I guess, like you were saying, how individuals were taught and that training aspect, which would, you know, give people a, a sense of whatever. You know, you're not superior based upon what you have outside of your body. It's inside that which is good or whatever, or if we label it superior, but not necessarily that's something that I can put in my hand or I can touch, you know. And so there's certain basic fundamental laws of, of mind consciousness and just reality that I think people are out of touch with. And I think that as people live longer within the delusion, illusion, and fantasy that they've of been either you know born into, they start to like it, and then it's hard for people to shake that, and people become, I guess the old good book says, reprobate. Like I think in the Book of Romans in the Bible, I'm not Christian, but I just remember that stuff from being a Christian. And people are just cut off almost that they just sucked into, you know, that almost like, you know paralyzed almost, paralysis, you know, in the viewing individuals almost, they have to be, you know, it's like you see me reading on the train and you look at me funny. Niggas ain't supposed to, Negroes, black gods ain't supposed to read. You know what I'm saying? That I mean, the fact that you had something in your mind to look at me funny, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I read the, 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 the vibe and the gestures so I already know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, but that perception that people come up with, at the end of the day, it's up to the individual who is receiving that. 
because if, if, if you don't have to believe anything and you don't have to whatever, whatever, you know what if you know who you are, then it doesn't necessarily matter when people cross the lines and are disrespectful of a different thing. But you know, there's a sense of terrorism almost that people are almost to be subservient to this like violence that's going on, and almost you know, because even though there maybe you see black cops involved. It's still not a black organization. So these Negroes are going to find out what they're going to, they're going to do, what they're doing based upon that reality and shield that exists within there that they're going to want to uh, obey because they weren't taught the right way. And so they're thinking about um, taking care of, you know, bills, which is natural, but not in the way which is in a corrupt way. So there's something that is seated within people that makes oh, them yeah. even make these choices when they're in a professional situation, which is kind of unfortunate. But I'm not going too much further, but, you know, um, definitely when people are able to, to, to make countermeasures and do legal due process and other means like they did in Baltimore, then, you know, um, things are looking, things can be looked at in a different way and at least get people reminded. There is something going on. There's a lot of stuff going on, even though, Historical context, police brutality never really stopped from slavery. No doubt. It never stopped. So it was just maybe there were certain places where it wasn't that bad, but it never stopped. And unfortunately, you know, um, we cherish the people who are not black because this is perpetrated on black, even though it's perpetrated on Latin and Asian, but it's predominantly since the, six, since the 1600s been towards black people because there were Asians in, in America in that time because um, there was a gold rush in California. But we weren't the only ones here in America who were treated bad. So uh, and during those days, but at that time, because even in the gold rush, the Asians were paid while the blacks weren't in California. You know what I'm saying? So there's always been a little discrepancy, even though maybe, it's, you know, there's two niggas, but we just treat one better. And, and a lot of times that's done to pit, 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 a lot of times it's done to pit people against one another because one will have it and that'll give them a sense of superiority over the other one, even though they're all considered niggas, you know, but unfortunately, you know, at, like, at the end of the day, it's just how you view yourself and then what you, what, what can you do, not necessarily as in a reactionary mode, but in a proactionary way to be able to, you know, learn who you are within yourself legally and otherwise. All right? No doubt, no doubt. And I think you brought up a good point. I'm just going to touch base on that briefly because we have a few stories that are kind of going to tie into this. When people ultimately talk about things, when we talk them to the police, I think there's a race issue because, yeah, this country is ran by majority people of European descent. That's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? But when we get down to this type of thing, because there have been white people who've been done dirty by the police, too. And whatnot. We're talking about an overall system that needs an overhaul. It shouldn't be in the books of, well, these people can, you know, we can let them slide on certain things, but the second this Negro eyeballs me funny, or Latino, or Asian, whatever else, or poor white person, we gotta, you know, do things to the hardest of intent, even if they just going about their business. Because oh, I feel funny. Like, something is really wrong with that. And when you have a system of people who have weaponry and guns who are like, it's us versus them, and no matter what happens, we're right, the few folks, when we get into what's also something that annoys me more and more with the internet and talking to some people is that uh, all cops aren't things. Hashtag ain't all cops. That's hashtag, right. hashtag not all cops. 
you know what? You know, no shit, it's not on cops. You know what I'm saying? But it's enough cops where you should want to change it. On top of the fact where, you know, the phrase Serpico's of the world are rare. That's right. You know, those guys who are there like, look, I actually care about the community I'm in. I know there's criminal stuff that happens. I just want to do my job, not go through a whole bunch of rigmarole and nonsense that's crooked, and go home. What you're doing, because, hey, you might be married to a person like that. That might be your family member. That might be your homie, whatever else. What you're doing by screaming, not all cops, and la 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 lying through the people who are doing obvious blatant stuff, obvious blatant garbage, is you're putting those guys in danger. So don't give me some false-ass, I-care-about-the-police type of deal. (laughs) When you're not trying to change the system, they're going to protect those few police who, as individuals, are decent people and who may actually want to change a system that they know is messed up in the first place by working within it. Don't like, you know, stop, you know, stop, stop being on this Cowboys and Indians vibe, which that's a whole other messed up dichotomy any goddamn way. And whatnot in regards to these guys are always heroes. These guys are always bad guys. And, and man, you know what I'm saying? Grow up, yo. America needs to grow up. Like, as as much as some people might be there like, y'all want to complain? No, we don't. I I like to get up in the morning before I go to work, get on my commuter thing, whatever have you, pull up my news items and my web news things I usually look at and not see that something crazy's happened to black people today or other people of color. That'd be oh, wonderful. Yeah. It'd be great to be there like, well, damn, we went through maybe a smooth three to five days without seeing something about, well, in this jurisdiction, this happened. And that jurisdiction just happened. And oh, by the way, only because it was taped, it got caught. Oh, and we can't keep it under the rug. Because as a Black Hawk perfectly said, this is nothing new. Oh, None of this is new. But now it's more and more out there. And, you know, God bless the international media and the few folks of independent media in, in the U.S. who aren't on the nonsense who will call this stuff out all the time. And I wanted to say something briefly so it's not understood, misunderstood where I'm coming from. And I've known this since I was a child. And, um, is that there is a war going on. And that I don't necessarily even, I'm not saying it's a war against white against black. There's a war amongst white people that is centuries old. And that it's manifested in, and so with the fact that there are whites who have done, been done bad, it's real. It's a representation of, and I guess in the modern time of that war that's kind of going on, because a lot of this stuff, especially when it comes to the food and the organic, and the, um, not having people have GMOs, a lot of that was done was was perpetrated by whites. You know what I'm saying? Which black people were affected by. You know what I'm saying? So no one should ever get the vibe that. This station on me, you know what I'm saying, is coming at it in an unbalanced way. Because, you know, I, I was up on, um, I was up in Jersey. I had a vacation, you know what I'm saying, I had a birthday. Uh, praise to the Most High, praise to the Most High, praise to the Most High, I'm in Rob for that, that, um, I was able to see. And, um, my birthday's right after Mother's Day or whatever. So I got up to go up to Jersey and saw one of my, you know, a friend of mine, a white, you know, Italian cat that I know, but, you know, white nonetheless. And so, you know, we've known each other for years. So I'm, you know, I I got people that are in my life that are not black. 
you know, who I love. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 there is a there it might not always seem that way, you know, when you hear it. But there is another level of vibration here, another level of because no one really loves like black people. And those of us who know that deep down realize that that is represented here too. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of, you know, the fact of having balance in the midst of chaos. You know, a lot of people are not necessarily in the chaos like black people, or particularly black Americans. You know what I'm saying? Because for much is given, much is required. You know, we, we, you know, we have benefit to be in America. But at the same time, there's other issues that come with that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, so, you know, this, this, we, we, you know, I understand that. And, you know, like, you know, there's some whites who are into pedophilia and some whites who are not. And those two battle and have been battling. So the the, the war is multifaceted. There's some that are into, you know, the high finance and some who are not. So you should never think, you know, we never thought that it was whatever, whatever. It's just, oh, it's just like people muscling people, though, to feel a certain way, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, People of the right heart, spirit, mind, and soul that, you know, and in right conduct will, or other ones who will be, who will see a better end result, you know, I think. Alright? I know, but, you know, I just say it in that way, but, you know, everything is peace here, and it always has been that way. And it's more so now because I, I know more where I have more pity now. Because the good white person is, is, is in a situation where, you know, he's surrounded, he or she is surrounded by certain black people who may be, or whatever, and then, or other races, and then, you know, other whites. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're niggas, really. You know, in the sense of being fenced, the sense of feeling that they're fenced in, you know. So, and that's how black people have felt in America since we've been here. So, you know, we definitely, uh, have love for especially those people who are definitely willing to take it to another level and not necessarily be scared. And then, you know, I mean, a lot of these history books and stuff in anthropology, archaeology, the stuff that was dug up about the ancient civilizations, which were black, came out because of white people. So there's another level of spirituality black people are able to know because it was taken from us and it was given back to us through the hands of white folks. That's another level of spirituality that applies more to us than to them. Even though it benefits them, but, you know, you have to put these ancient beliefs in the context which they came out in. In the context they came out in, it was done by black people. And the black people were the only people on the planet who were doing it and who were operationally functioning in this way. So, of course, it applies to us. It's not saying it doesn't apply to them, but it applies to us first. Or in, a, in, in, in the in the main way, so there's a there's a balance. There's a there's a there's a there's a there's a seesaw yin 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 yang thing going on between you know you know particularly black and white in the sense of because basically everybody else is a mix of black and white. We really want to really want to say it. Arabs, Latins, you know that's a mix of black and white. It just years went down. The gene changed and the straight and got like that's all it was. As you know, China, all that. Because all these places were black at one time and then it changed. Something. But anyway, we're speaking of love here. Alright? No doubt, no doubt. And in a way, you saying that is a is a funny topic to me because I'm like, the fact that 
anytime black folks are mad or angry or have a point to make, you always got to be like, we're peace with somebody. <laughs> the fact that this country hasn't burnt to the ground yet obviously means we just want to be left alone, <laughs> as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Like, you got people just there like, oh, your words. I'm like, our words shouldn't hurt as much as a, as a freaking knee in the back, as a bullet, as a noose, as tear gas, or whatever. Like, we're at the stage, which is really funny to me, where once upon a time somebody like was like, yo, what is the equivalent of the N-word for white people? I think it's racist. Did they get so hot when you talk about well, you're racist or prejudiced. No, I'm not. Yeah, like even with this up Texas story, like um, you had some neighbors who, you know, of course, they're like, yeah, well, the cops did good. But I'm like, you know what you didn't do? You didn't show your face. <laughs> you feel so strongly about this, but you know, you ain't put your chest out. You ain't put your face out. You knew it was garbage. Like my mama's generation, like my mother is um about to be in her mid sixties or whatever. And she came up in a little small rural town on the east coast of North Carolina. And I'm like, at least during that era, if you were like a stone racist, you were just a stone racist. Like, don't be hiding behind a keyboard or be like, blur out my face and what have you. You know what I'm saying? Racist, racist, racist. You know how you're not going to be called a racist? Don't be one. Don't look down on people because of certain stuff. And the thing that kills me is like, a lot of these kids in that neighborhood lived in that neighborhood. Lived in the bourbon neighborhood. But something brought brought the fear of Satan or whatever and you had to act stupid. So, you know, screw that. To a degree, I, I get why people had to say that, but to another degree, I'm like, why do we always have to be the better person? Black Americans Black always had to be the better person, like, no matter what happens. Like, I'm not a person to advocate violence, but I'm like, people keep poking the keep poking the bear, yo. I think other people want violence way more than the average black person does. I think people are going to have to defend themselves eventually. Yeah. But it's like, y'all keep doing this dumb stuff, man. I, 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 I don't know. There, there's two ways to peace, either via the bargaining table or via war. Right. Nobody really wants a war, but I think you're getting more and more of this younger generation who are like, I'm going to eventually not care. And more people, hell, in my generation who, who are grown, who might just be pissed. America needs to get it together. And speaking of, just a few quick um, joints here, because we went on this a little longer, but all these stories kind of tie in with each other and why a lot of the system needs to change. Like, no no you have regular encounters daily that happen like this. But what happens when somebody who hasn't done anything gets caught up in a system that already doesn't like you? Things get infinitely worse. Um, for example, um, you had one, excuse me, of the Angola 3, Albert Woodfox, who just got released from jail after 43 years. It's not just in jail, but in solitary confinement. Let me break that down for you. 43 years. No doubt. I haven't been on Earth for 43 years. No doubt. I know the Black Hawks barely been on Earth for 43 years. <laughs> A lot of my like older cousins who are like just hit 50 plus were like teenagers. 
when this man got in jail. This man was in the cell by himself for 43 years and got released, not just due to the cruelty of such a thing, because I can't imagine how one can stay remotely sane in that type of environment, much less a U.S. Southern jail. I mean, jail is crappy, period, but a U.S. Southern jail? And what have you? You had all of that go down, and you got released because they originally said that him and another inmate um, murdered um, a policeman when they were protesting brutal conditions inside of um, Angola prison, which, if folks research, was crazy, and I think it's still crazy, but was super crazy back then in the early 70s and whatnot. But because of this accusation, plus the fact that the Angola Three were tied into the Black Panthers back then. People were like, this was a punishment for their political activities. And what have you. And they got, Mr. Woodfox got freed after 23 hours a day being in a cell by himself. Because there was, the, the judge of the U.S. District uh, by the name of Jane Brady was like, he needs his unconditional release because there is no, there was no valid conviction or no valid reason to hold him in prison. You were jail for forty-three damn years, but not. And the judge straight up said, not one piece of evidence incriminated Mr. Woodfox. <laughs> so think about why some people are like, "F the police." Well done. When stuff like that occurs, because you would be like, you know, innocent until proven guilty, blah blah blah. They're like, your black male ass is guilty. <laughs> And a huge chunk of that man's life's gone for no reason. I'm glad he's free now. But think about how many people don't get free who got railroaded. And this is even before the private prison era where people make a profit with the amount of bodies that are in a jail cell. And the majority of people who are in these jail cells are usually for nonviolent offenses and are usually people of color. And when they get into jail, and sometimes jail is a rather violent environment, you might get more time tacked on just trying to defend yourself. So think about these things when you hear people, when they get upset about the police and the treatment of black Americans and other Americans of color. Another quick story. Um, In North Carolina, two brothers got a million dollars after being wrongfully imprisoned for a um, young girl's murder. Um, In this situation had occurred where these um, fellows also had a significant time in jail, about three decades for killing this young lady, and they weren't guilty of it. DNA tests and other stuff was done, and they weren't guilty of it. So again, why do you think that some folks are like, F the police? We can't do stuff. We can't trust you. And we can even get out of the down south for this. And um, this is just going to be one more thing we'll touch base on. And then um, we'll try to lighten up a little bit with some movie discussion or whatever. We'll get to these other stories another time. Um, RIP to the young man of Khalid Browder. Um, some people who might follow folks through the um, Twitter and Facebook page had um, saw me post up a story about him. Excuse me. From a New Yorker maybe a few months to about a year ago. Right. Uh, this young man spent three years on Rikers Island without ever being convicted of committing a crime. And unfortunately, the situation that he already had got exacerbated, and he ended up committing suicide. He got out 
for for a brief period of time. But and that was due to a lot of people fighting to get him out because again he was never convicted of any crime. But they kept holding him in, holding him in, and holding him in until people started making a fuss about it and what have you. And it's just tragic and sad to see that stuff like this happened. You know, 1993 to 2050, barely made it 22 years old. And um, as I said, the story is on um, our Facebook and Twitter page that is going to be linked into the show notes. But it's very deep what that young man went through. He went through metal torture for absolutely nothing. And this type of stuff happens everywhere. We talked about New York, we talked about Texas, we talked about North Carolina, and and more. And we just go down this stuff list by list by list to the point where it's just insane. Like you can't you literally can't hashtag every black man or black woman's name who's been done dirty. Whether they got killed or wrongfully imprisoned. Because it just happens so often. We're just getting more documentation of it now. I mean, even the United States doesn't have a federal record of how many people got killed by police shootings of any background. They're just trying to get that right now. And um, shout out to The Guardian and um, our people in the UK who brought this um, up to us. Like, The Guardian right now is just trying to document within the past year or so, few years, the amount of people who got killed by um, police. Because there's no real formal record. And and, um, it's nuts. It's a project they have that's called um, The Counted. But think about this stuff that's happening. You want to tell me that there's no flaw in the law enforcement system? It's it's nuts. It's crazy. But I think, you know, through awareness, through multiple actions, whether you talk about protests, legal stuff, so forth and so on, change is coming. I hope it continues coming in a positive direction. And I hope that these people who've gotten um, done wrong, who are still alive, or who, you know, transitioned over, get up some form of justice on this plane, much less some beyond. So... Yeah, that's why I said a lot of craziness has happened within our news cycle, because um it has. But um, let's talk about one or two quick things on the pop culture and the endings on a little bit of a higher note, and then we'll wrap up this commentary. Because <laughs> um, it was going to be a little long, because we haven't been back in a while, and there was some stuff to talk about, but we touched base yes. on a lot of stuff in this period of time. Um, Shout out to the folks, man, who made Mad Max Fury Road, yo. All right. Oh, yeah, that's going. Like to that. y'all, for, for multiple reasons. For one, I'm an action movie type of gal. It was a dope movie. Okay. Bottom line, like, if you like just seeing, like, especially if you like the practical effects, Steve's, where I don't know how they got some of these stunt doubles to do this stuff. No doubt. I don't know how they got these cars and this desert to do these crazy things and people jumping and shooting and God knows what else. It was crazy. Like, that was cool. The acting was cool. Um, shout out to Charlize Theron, man. Yeah, to and, me, to um, me, it was more about her than it was about Mad Max. It was more about her than Mad Max to me. Charlie Theron. No doubt. And that's a whole other thing, too, which amused me to a degree. Because for one thing, I'm like, you had a full-packed action movie, and you had kick-ass female protagonist. No doubt. And um, yeah. a kick-ass story, which on, which also amused me because I'm like, you get to see how insecure some people who are just men by physical body type but not mentality are because there's a thing online called men's rights activists MRAs and it's pretty much folks who are just there like well if things were like back in the day I'd get some ass I'd be able to do what I want to man like insecure bastards 
You know what I'm saying? And you had some of these guys talking about they were mad at Mad Max Fury Road because the women did too much action and talked too much. Now, I don't like being the type to say that, you know, get your shit together, man up, you know, don't have your balls shrink up or whatever, but seriously, get it together, yo. For one thing, it's a movie. Secondly, if a movie with a kick-ass female antagonist who had a storyline of we're trying to save a whole, you know, no spoiler, really, because most folks know, because I'm not going to give away the total thing, but essentially it's like we're going to save a whole bunch of women from being done wrong by this dude in post-apocalyptic period. If that makes you nervous, you can't be helped, bruh. Get a grip. Learn how to talk to a girl something. Yo, I thought Mad Max Fury Road was the joint. I like the fact that it did show women in that way. To me, on that level, in that context, that they were in, I think all men would want their women to be able to pick up a gun, shoot, kill, stab, do what they got to do in that context. I can't see, I mean, just laying up and just waiting, I, I mean, in that context, it, I think that was very, that, that's, I think that was just showed women in a more practical light in that way, you know, because that's what more of a time at war, so women would be different in that, in that context. I thought it was good. Now, I like the original Road Warrior better because it's based on Road Warrior, the one that was done because it was Mad Max, the one that Mel Gibson did, and it was Road Warrior. It's based on Road Warrior, but they 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 put the well Mad Max the Road Warrior. It's based upon. I like that one better, and even in that one they showed women. They there was you know it was more about Mad Max in that one, but they showed strong women in that one. You know what I'm saying? Women with bows and arrows and guns. You know what I'm saying? So you know this one. You know, I I, I just it, it, I knew I had to see it in the big screen. It's worth seeing, but definitely big up to the makers, the actors, and um, people who liked it. <laughs> no doubt. And um, also another big shout out: the original cat who did the Mad Max series did Fury Road. Really? Yeah, man. On top of the fact they said they had played Fury Road for a minute. So, really? so think about you know that bit of time. I can't think of the man's name right now because it's a little late and I'm a little tired. But yeah, um, I know I looked on um, a few um, movie sites, including um, IO9, and the same exact cat who did yeah. the original did Fury Road, and I'm like, man, sir, you put out a badass movie. Like yeah. if you if you if you like the summer blockbuster type of steves or action movies at large, and you if you get to see it on a big screen, definitely see it on a big screen. Wait, you if you like those type of movies at large, you, you're gonna love it, yo. Hmm? It's the same director. Um, let me try to do a quick look up of this other laptop. I ain't tripping. Um, I think it's the same. Di- I I think it's the same director. But it was somebody from the original cast. It's somebody from the original um production that is involved with this one. Now that's all good though. That's all good. I always think that because like the, like the new Star Wars is gonna have Han Solo. I mean that only made sense to have Harrison Ford in it. That only made sense. I mean still alive. It shows the progression of the character. You know, and it's the one after the last one. It's one after the um, Empire Strikes Back. It's supposed to be the one that comes after that. So that's a good one. That's a good one. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull that up real quick. Um, and um, what was the what was the uh, and the Avengers? I thought was good too. I thought that that was worth seeing in the big screen. True, indeed. That that was a very enjoyable movie as well. Like if you're a if you're a fan of those movies already, much less if you're like a comic book fan, like I was the, the young kid who read Marvel comics as a kid. 
mm-hmm. us whatever else. Like I wasn't one of those people who read the original Avengers, but mm-hmm. later on in life they ended up doing them a reboot, which is like how they um who they're basing the characters off of more now. So like if people know about Ultimate Marvel and all of that, um check those joints out. That's where um you got Black Nick Fury, who they literally based off of Samuel L. Jackson, ironically. <laughs> and um, you know the current incarnations of Thor, Captain America, uh, Black Widow, Iron, especially Iron Man, because Iron Man back yeah. in the day, you know, no offense to people who used to like old school Iron Man. Iron Man was corny till about like the nineties and two thousands, okay. and what have you in comic books. But yeah, man, don't that movie was um great too. It makes me look all the more forward to you know when they roll out the um, Civil War storyline. And when they bring Black Panther in the picture in, like, what, 2017, 2018? Because I'm like, for real? The way they're going right now, they put... Marvel has been doing it. Like, if if we can get, like... The only thing I can ask for now is a dope Black Panther movie and for them to bring Blade back. No, no. no in Blade, some way, yeah. shape, or form. Because, I mean, Blade, honestly, was one of those joints where before we got into the big era of these movies, it was one of the few good comic book movies. No, no. That came out, you know, shout out to Wes Snipes and all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wes had a vision I think a lot of cats didn't have. For these, you're sort of like, you know, not necessarily going completely dark, but taking, you know, the material series, and actually being a fan of the material. No doubt. And whatnot. And with the way Marvel is right now, I mean, I never read Guardians of the Galaxy in my entire life in terms of a comic book, but I'm like, I watched the movie, I'm like, I care about a talking tree and a raccoon. Yeah, the movie was a joint. I, I don't care about Thor, too tough, but the movies have at least been okay, and he's been cool in the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Iron Man, I mean, perfect casting. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man? Now you got all these big stars who are like, I need to be in a comic book movie, son. <laughs> like like yesterday, I, I need to be up in this piece. And they got my man um, Chadwick Boseman who's going to be Black Panther. And I've seen some of that concept art, and I know people who follow us have seen when they post that up. Man, big action movie with a huge budget tied into what people who haven't read the comic book yet, they're basing most of the movies on certain things from back in the day. The way he fits into the Civil War storyline is going to be amazing. It's going to be a black superhero who is smarter to a degree than Bruce Banner. And can hunt and can kick butt like I highly recommend for people, if you want to get a little bit of, like, early Black Panther history, much less, you know, the up-to-date stuff, check out his first appearance. And I'm just going to, like, one day, um, Asar, I'm going to have to go ahead and um, lend you this um trade paperback I have. Okay. Of, like, um when the Black Panther got introduced um around the 70s and whatnot. But his first introduction in the comic books was against the Fantastic Four. Okay. And he literally kicked all the Fantastic Four's ass. No, no. They're like, um, look, you know, y'all are cool and everything, but you're on my territory, and um, I'm smart and I'm a hunter, so I'm gonna get all y'all. And so Hulk, it, um, um, no, I'm Black Panther. I'm saying no. I wanted to ask you something about. Um, I know we gotta wrap this up, but because you're talking about comic books, it makes me think about the Hulk. Who was? Because I wasn't as deep in it as you are. Hulk belonged to who? Um, Hulk was a Marvel. Okay, that was Marvel. Okay, yeah, I just want to like anybody, uh, anybody who who doesn't remember the Hulk TV series, you know, 
And if you some way can get that, check that out. Actor Bill Bixby. The Incredible Hulk TV series, to me, is one of the best TV series that ever that was ever made. You know what I'm saying? It's making me think about this comic book and, and, and done into, I guess, into a production form or whatever. The Incredible Hulk was on TV series back in the late 70s, early 80s. So that was a while ago. But if you can get a hold of that, though, they were very much ahead of their time. And that was a different context from what we're talking about, maybe. But it's still comic books and, and productions done from comic books. You know what I'm saying? Well, nah, definitely big up to this whole genre. And it's actually telling a story about human beings becoming godlike or spirit beings coming into hum- coming into a, a, a energy human form to, you know, to good against evil. You know what I'm saying? They're like angels, angelic ang- angles of light, so to speak. You know, so it's a it's it's a it's a play on the ancient wisdom, the ancient stories. So it's a good thing. All right. No doubt. And um, real quick correction: the Black Panther actually first appeared in the '60s. I'm just pulling up stuff real quick. 1966. Oh, okay. In the, okay. Fan, in the Fantastic Four. Shout out to Stan Lee and them. So he was, that was kind of coinciding with the the Black Panther, the, the um, of course the beautiful movement that emerged out of California. So it, it was good that he was able to do that in in that way. That was good. That was good. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt, and um, yeah, but I'm also, um, you know, besides Stanley, shout out to Jack Kirby for my comic book people. Like Jack Kirby is one of those dudes who, if you like into like Spider-Man, Fantastic for a whole bunch of cats, he was one of the, also the co-creators no of doubt. a whole bunch of those folks, and they um put them out there. But yeah, man, like I'm gonna have to lend you some of them early joints because you can look at Black Panther, be there, like you're gonna see why people who are like kind of on the comic book nerdy thing like me are gassed. <laughs> that dude is about to be in there. Where is it? They're like, this is like a black superhero who's a ruler of a fictional African nation, nation that's the most technologically advanced in the world. <laughs> and his main and his main thing is people not jacking with his nation. Like he'll do superhero stuff and work with other people. He just there like, I just don't want you messing with um nations called Wakanda or whatever. And if you mess with us, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> and he kicks a whole lot of ass. Holy down. crap! I, I never even saw this before. Oh snap! What? Uh, I'm I'm just rambling a little bit because I'm just looking through the um, Wikipedia while we're I'm talking. I'm pulling up the Mad Max and before we go ahead and um wrap up um this commentary. There's a black there's a Panther versus the Clan series. Oh my god! The Black Panther goes against the Ku Klux Klan. I gotta find that. <laughs> Cause that's fire! Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. That like, <laughs> that just threw me off. Something in the seventies. So shout out to Marvel for even doing, for even doing that joint. Now, I didn't but, know he ran that deep with it. I didn't know he, he. I mean, but I, obviously that he he knows some information for for because all that it's like it's like Star Wars. It's weaving the ancient tales and making new tales with it. That that school people and that teach people, so that's cool. No doubt. I mean, the modern incarnation of Black Panther is um pretty cool too for people who check out like the latest Avengers runs and um solo joints and um all that. But I can get to rambling about this all day. But yeah, I just saw that. I I I, I had to mention that because I'm like, holy crap, word, where is that? Who who scanned that on the web? Matter of fact, if anybody's listening, if you see that is them issue scan on the web, please send that to me. Because no, I need not. to be, I need to be about that life. Anyway, um, it was the original director George Miller for Mad Max Fury Road. I just, I don't know, why I couldn't think of his name. 
and okay. um, whatnot. So the original cat we're talking about, God, because those movies were like early eighties, weren't they? Uh, the which which who? The uh, Mad Max series when they started. Was that late seventies or early eighties? Oh yeah, that was early. Um, late seventies was the first one. Cause see, I wasn't, you know, I never saw. I saw it on cable, so I wasn't, you know, really. I didn't see it in the movie with the first one, but I saw the second one. Actually, I actually I only saw those movies because that was real. That was the first one. Would think was seventy eight, seventy nine. Road Warrior was nineteen eighty one. So that's back in Disney. So um, I didn't see that in the movie theater. I saw that later on. Um, I'm mad I don't have a computer. I think it was nineteen eighty five. The one with Tina Turner was in. That was that was the last one. So, See, yeah. I, I was a kid. I had watched that one. I remember seeing the one of Tina Turner on TV yeah. and whatnot. And everybody who's seen, like, California Love or whatnot, that's where the imagery came from for, you know, the Dr. Dre, Tupac song, where you're just like, why the hell are they wearing that gear? And yeah, all that. it does come from that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I tried watching that movie a while back. That's a weird flick, yo. Well, it goes good. Like Thunderdome goes completely left field after a while, but no doubt, no doubt. But every day the costuming was amazing, and what is that? You know, like something deal spinning the wheel or some crazy shit. To this day, <laughs> I've never seen all of number three. I've seen bits and pieces. It's just whatever, whatever. Something about it, just I don't know. But the first, I like the first two. The first two. The first one really is the lead up before, you know. First one is still civilization, and you know it's before the change happens or whatever happens to the earth happens and becomes a wasteland. The first one is still Hitman as a cop, and you know mm-hmm. there's other cops around. So and he's just a good cop amongst. You know that it was funny that you brought that comes up because he shows a good cop bad thing in the first Mad Max movie because he was a good cop amongst certain cops who weren't good cops. So it was interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. That's kind of interesting. See, we we make everything tie in, even when we ramble, guys. Y- 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 y'all don't even know. 1979. So the same dude who did this in 1979 did the 2015 movie. Nah, think that's about, think, think about what hot shit that is, yo. Over almost, almost 40 years ago. And that's what's so similar to that. What's similar to that is going to be the, they're supposed to be making a new alien movie. Yeah, I've I've seen that too. I gotta pull up more info more info about that. We talk about that well, during the show, but they're doing that. But like Mad Max, they're using the the designs of H. R. Geiger, who created that alien design. That's the same design they did it in seventy nine. If you don't if you don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's very few movies from that time span if we go back before then using the same design. You see what I'm saying? And so so even if Ripley Scott isn't on board. He was one that, that that signed off on that originally for that to come through. You know what I'm saying? Come through him at least. So, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of stuff that, that was bubbling in the 70s and the 80s that we're going to see again. And we probably were going to continue to see. Word no up. No doubt, no doubt. And, yeah, real cosign. I can completely cosign of um, the Black Hawk there. Mad Max and um, the Road Warrior are classics. I personally dig those joints a lot. I had, I had to get older to appreciate the first one, truth be told. But I watched Road Warrior many times, and then Thunderdome. I remember seeing that as a kid, and like Tina Turner with like the the super eighties hair and the big earrings, and 
What what the heck was that big thing that was controlled by the little dude? I don't that, even um, remember. I'm that, like, I just, um, Max had to kick like Max had to kick his ass at the end. I forget. Oh what that yeah. Was. I just remember Tina Turner because Tina, Tina Tina was had it going on then. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, I remember that was, thing being weird. Up, like fifties and sixties. Then, if I'm correct, that she had it going on. Word Master I. Blaster. That's the name of the big thing. I'm remembering the weirdest crap of recording this. But yeah, I just remember that. I just remember as a kid to being there like, this is weird. And as an adult, looking at the first two thirds of being there like, I can rock with this. It's kind of campy, but it's kind of whatever. I remember the end. I'm just there like, what? Okay, now he's around random kids. Whatever. <laughs> Y'all had a decent run. And like you said, Tina Turner was like in badass mode, even though I'm just here like, I don't understand this auntie entity thing worth a damn, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, talk about reinventing a career and still looking like a bad. I mean, Tina Turner damn near 80 now and looks good. So. But yeah, like, I don't know. We're reminiscing over 80s action movies, guys, to the stuff we grew up to. So, hey. Whatever, whatever. I still oh, think and on... you know, equivalent to Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't think there's been an equivalent since, you know, the early Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't think they make horror movies like that no more. And the thing is, it was kind of fantasy-oriented. I don't know. I just popped it in my mind. <laughs> no, that's all good, man. Like, um, I remember seeing those joints younger on TV, and I don't remember being, like, necessarily scared of my mind, but a little shook. Like, I don't remember being scared with those type of movies until, like, one of my older cousins took me to see Hellraiser, which to this day, I don't know why. Or yeah. whatever. And, like, it's I look at it movie. now, and it's kind of corny, but I remember being mad gory because, you know, they had the pinhead dude and they had that box. Mm-hmm. I remember they had to see where, like, the box, like, sprung out these little metal things and tore somebody up and being like, ah, and having, like, nightmares for mad days and being like, screw you for taking me to this movie. But, there's definitely a more visceral thing with the old school horror movies that aren't necessarily there now. Like you have more um, jump scare type of horror movies now, mm-hmm. where it'd be like there's a shadow, ooh, jump. You know what I'm saying? Like the '80s and '90s, which you know what? Like um, quick side note to our listeners, we've been talking about doing like a little a mini podcast on top of the long podcast where we just talk about random stuff like this. Yeah. So we'll get at that another time. But um, just to round this up real quick before while we get to the show mix, um, like the '80s was interesting in terms of action or horror movies. I think there was a few uh, less dams given in terms of like what you would put into a PG-13 movie, much less an R. Because some R movies I look at from back then, right now, it's like wow, that was nuts. Like RoboCop, like the OG RoboCop. Like I have nothing against the new, the latest revision of it. But the old school one, I'm like, you look at some stuff now. They might have, they would, they would either hard R it or give it, a, or give it an X, or or not, or, school, or, 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 or not school, rated. I should put it like that. And the old school Poltergeist, Poltergeist is out. The old school one by Spielberg is better a, than the new one. Um, the new one is good. I like the one by Spielberg better. Did the old one have like that that little small lady? Old lady. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, yeah, yeah, I remember that joint. That that was a crazy joint. They didn't have an equivalent to her in this one. I mean she the fact that she she had she automatically had a visual thing about her and then, you know, this old you know, she was able to reach in the other world, so 
You'd be like, oh, look at that ugly all day. But she reaching the world and, 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 and ain't scared when you're scared. So they didn't have an equivalent to her. And, and you know, of course, Spielberg's writing, you know, it, it was on another level. There was the interesting things I heard in this one that made me think about the stuff that I studied. But, but yeah, but that was another one from that era that's out now. Actually, that was that was in that Mad Max, the, the Poltergeist, the original one. Because I think it came out in 1981. Word, word, like, yeah, I about to, I remember that joint having me spooked just because the, the atmosphere was bugged up beside the fact, like, they wanted to get gory back in the day. They got, like, gory, like, you're seeing all projectile everything, like, yeah. people who saw, like, like, I'll just do one little quick comparison, like, people who saw the, the up-to-date RoboCop and the old-school RoboCop. The old-school RoboCop, the way Alex Murphy got killed, yeah, that was some of them, to this day, that's some of the most graphic crap I've ever seen in terms of, like, a regular movie. No doubt. Like, when they shot him up to a T, he got, like, hamburger meated. <laughs> like, this joint, I mean, I mean, I mean, don't get me I mean, don't get me wrong. This other joint, like, when they showed the After Effects, like, it was physically more jacked up. Like, um, I don't know if you, did you see the other RoboCop? Um, Black Hawk. Oh, no, I saw the old. I saw the new one. I did like the okay. new one. I did like it, but the old one. I agree with you. The old one. The old like, one. It, it, we had to keep in context at the time that it came out, and that was the '80s, so it wasn't what there is with this high digital stuff now. And it was. I think it was better written, better. It damn sure was better performed, acted than the new one. But um, in the new one, I mean, it, but the old one was better. Old one was better. No doubt. And um like you know what the new one where they showed the after effects of when he got jacked up? Yeah. It was like it was like, yeah, that's jacked up. I mean, you you're like a lung and a head, dog. Gross. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when like my memory of the new one is like you didn't necessarily see it get as crazy and, and raw when he actually got murked, you know what I'm saying? Before they put him in the suit. The old school one, like when he got murked, you just had them dudes shooting and ah for like mad long, and you know, like 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 he was shot up crazy. Besides some of the other stuff that happened, and you know, you had my man who played Red Foreman in that '70s show as the ultimate bad guy in that oh. joint. I I can never think of his name or for damn, but people who are listening know who that dude is and whatever. Besides the fact, I think the old school one was more on the we're parodying and making fun of the '80s Steves. And this new one was more of a um, straight lace joint. See, us rambling on this. This is why we gotta do our micro show, yo. And we're gonna make more announcements on that on the upcoming. We're just trying to work on a title and whatnot, where we just go off of like random little tight things that we don't want to talk about in our commentary section that's long here, and go towards things. Um, so we actually had a few people ask about that. So we'll get to that soon. But see, entertainment and excitement, and we're all not doom and gloom when we talk about stuff and what have you. There you go. And one quick side note, screw the people who decided to bring the the Colonel back for these new KFC commercials that's playing in the background on uh, my TV right now that's on mute. I don't understand who thought that bringing back Plantation Vibe was cool to sell $5 boxes of chicken. No doubt about it. It rubs me the wrong way. Maybe I'm foolish about that. But I'm just there like, you think that's going to make you sell your, you know, artificial leftover piece of chicken? Okay. We oh, that yeah. fried yard murder girl. We that fried yard murder girl. Let's go mess with your your blood vessels, your heart. But yes, indeed, I saw raw black hawk DJ Fusion. Definitely no about doubt. to kick off on a music excursion. Glad girl, 
Go ahead, boys and girls. You've been listening. Of course, we're going to give you that feeling, DJ Fusion. No we're doubt, about to no doubt. Black Hawk. We about to blast Indeed, indeed. 21st Century Black Radio for the masses. DJ Fusion of Saw Raw Black Hawk. As I always That's say, cool. you don't got to love and agree with everything. We say in the commentary, but if it gets your mind sparked a little bit and gets you some conversation, that's cool. And we're going to get into some music. You got a little bit of an extra long show today, so that's cool. We're going to get ready to nod your head, stomp your feet, and all of that. And one last quick, quick, super, super quick shout out before we um, get through. Shout out to the folks who've been listening to our show via Stitcher. I know that through our stats, we've been getting more and more people doing the streaming thing on that end and um, via TuneIn Radio and stuff. We really appreciate it. And, um, there's a cool thing on Stitcher where they talk about Discover, where it's like listeners who listen to our show also like. I just want to break that down because I kind of like that we have an eclectic group of people who listen to our show. Yeah. And it, like, It's pretty much like listeners who listen to this show would also dig this, right? Listeners to our show also dig NPR's All Things Considered. No doubt. NPR's Tiny Desk Concerts. No doubt. Um, X... XEP Music That Matters, no, no. Combat Jack Show, Sound Opinions, the BBC, no, no. <laughs> BBC News, and something that's new I haven't seen before called Sound Opinions, which is also through an NPR site. So, however y'all you know hop onto us, we appreciate you, man. Like seriously, no, no. and I and I and I kind of love the fact that we're not strictly quote unquote tied up with hip hop shows. We are of the hip-hop generation, actually two different hip-hop generations. Yeah. And whatnot. And we are going to talk about things from a particular perspective on that because we have grown up through that. Yeah. And of course, we're, and of course we're black, and I don't think we need to be ashamed of being black. Like, it's not all about blackness, but we are black people, so why can't we talk about being black and other stuff? But I think it's cool to see that our listenership is all over the place through multiple means besides, you know, our other stats and what I'm looking at NPR and seeing people who are just there like, Hey, we're we're gonna, you know, go from NPR to y'all. No, or we're no. gonna go from, you know, the BBC where most of their stuff is strict news and commentary and hop to y'all. So, you know, seriously, thank y'all, man. It's it's really, really cool to um see stuff like that. And whoever does the stitcher algorithm that gets us through, thank you for that, because I mean who would have thought that somebody's like, I'm going to go from the BBC to two Negroes in the United States talking and playing music they like. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, that's it. Fusebox Radio, we're about to get into the mix. Yes, yes, yes. DJ Fusion, Saw Raw Black Saw Raw Black Hawk, about to blast off. Of we course, great our... Yes, sir. About to get into our weekly goodness. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. It's a dog eat dog competition. No doubt. I'll be going like you wish. And I'm out. Cause I ain't got time for hanging around when you're feeling my love in all the wrong places. Extra, extra, what's that all about? 
I'm wishing a position of my love and sort it out. I shed a tear cause I'm hearing nothing new or particular. Status once parallel, now it's perpendicular. Yeah. And everything is just as clear as day. Realistically explicit in the things you say. I guess a bitch in the bat is gonna make the flavor fat. But you got to keep it for real. Forget about your jewels and jammies. You won't be needing none of them, the tool to fix the error. My Mella used to wear a name buckle, now he chuckled cause he earned a dime quicker. Talking about a burner, sipping on some malt liquor. And all these kitties wishing they were super MCs. But to earn my S, I had to learn some mess about a crime. I make a million, a dime, I make a call. I'd rather hop on the line and drop around the Prince Paul cause it's a dog eat dog competition. I'll be going like you wish, and I'm out. Cause I ain't got time for hanging around when you make up for my love in all the wrong places. Mechanisms of rhyme, so no longer stand erect, cause your thoughts are drained. Walk around, manifest attributes of shame. Used to squabble for the mic, but now record and leave. We act unless a club can't afford the fee. We act, so name that Emmy best man to put asunder. Created from the ground, yet know nothing about the under. Take a glimpse at the pimps playing record exec. Adding up all your old souls to cut you a check, saying why the blunder wonder could a G today. So you could put up some swings for your seed to play. But a swing ain't that important when the park's around the corner Filled with life causing death, breeding victims for the morn It was the moment I feared, nah, the moment I steered Upon the right path to know the right math to overstand It's dog-eat-dog competition I'll be gone like you wish and I'm out Cause I ain't got time for hanging around When you look up for my love in all the wrong places Switch sides and wanna empathize And after we collide I take pride in right in this life Advance the place in hands It feels right Left the tight hole in spite Cause they wanna see me leaning like pipes in a Sprite I'm seen like Pisa But the geezers taught me geezer is key Then I dug deep Dig dug in mummies Man 
manifested jewels straight from the tummy to beat the beast, leaving us bloody, bluffing and tussling for money, stunting us to be dummies. I know they know I know, so that's why I think they waiting for me. So I got to worry. Every time I try to be this somebody who waits for me, wanting energy to be, but they don't think I'll ever see. No enemies, but I won't be portrayed as weak. That's why I see different Sometimes I don't even speak. Have you ever felt inside a giant eye is watching? So confining and hiding's your only option. Like a lighthouse is spotting, and people are seeking. The slightest reasons lead you to think of leaving. So many demons you keep on feeding that even with a leash, control seems to be weakened. Draining like leeches every week until the weekend ends. Even weekends. And leaving me uneven The odd seven repeating Life lessons were peeping In a second and dissecting it So second misses dissection different I strive for magnificent By consistently spitting significant But often ignorance Leaves them disinterested You the hottest out I'm bound to leave you extinguished in. I've been instinctively thinking of extincting them Hoping in the blink But it seems like it's longer than I think Every time I try to be this Somebody who waits for me Listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fuse.
Sunday fusion. No need to adjust your system. This song, all the Jack Herrer, cause it hits strong. Fist pump, rebel on the set, make it jump. Doubt me, get in line, cause the list long. Scandalous type Nick song. Mellow in your face like the Nick song. Long, gripped in the pits with my wits on. Blow quick, short wick on a lip bomb. Better strong, any record inspector on. I transform to a beast, call me Predacon. Upper echelon, deco rep till he dead and gone. Was an ex con, now I get my checks on. Now a nigga's alright, like I'm never wrong. Headstrong, stepping through a present day Lebanon. Light mob and I get it on. Rebel gon' set it off, then I jet set where the weather's warm. Florida, I'm a visionary killing this, I'm still in this Hang with a gang that's feeling this Building this, run the ground up, turn the sound up Lounge around, let the beat pound like a Dillinger to handgun Can't come close, I'm a phantom Your brand ain't a movement and your jam ain't an anthem Tantrum, crying bitch, a battle and your dying wish I'm a genie that'll rent that shit Sis flash, shrunk and low sweater, yeah, we tighten it. Tight kicks, flow holy water like rice spit. Ice pick, spin that motherfucker like a nightstick. Prisoners, tie sun up, that I your mic. Prisoners, take a deep breath, I mean, I'm recess. ES, mint issue one, you to repress. Refresh, your funny style, you should redress. Speak less, what's a brave heart with the weak chest? <laughs> right? Yo. This, this, this. I spit bomb, kill him softly with this song. Click strong, this ain't nothing like a chick song. Big John, in the shower with a big blonde switch on the pile, little sow in the big bomb. I'm big homes, I ain't living till you live long. Big bone, honey, trying to keep me in the friend zone. I touch down, try and put it in a ring zone. Pimp bone, and I dip on her like I'm Jim Jones. Yes, y'all, heard the rest, who the best, y'all? You slept, dog, I'm a threat, what you rap, dog? Respect, dog, here's a bone, go and fetch, dog. Mr. Map, y'all, my favorite letter is F, y'all. As I continue where we left off, next off the list, another hater is checked off. Get lost, you trick, check balls, so bets off. More music and less talk, I'm talking about. You already know, man. I walk down the street, people look at me and say, You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Contact during conflict. I'm a disaster. Fight for clean water. Now that's a battle rapper. Red blood, red skin. Highly forsaken. You talking, I won't. That's the difference. I put my people on my back. I'm a home nation. No one there. The reason that I rap. <laughs> Tell me what you rapping for. If you ain't in it for change, then don't bring about the score. Ain't no reason for you to ever go tour. If you rap like little B and talk to Stayed on a solo mission. 
mission Life taught me to go the distance Way before Kevin Costner was told from a ghost vision Can't say my pot to pissing Wasn't porcelain, treat you like burgundy and fracture your upper dose of me is red skin more for years Minus the black trench Point to left field, start crushing the first pitch You know life can just switch That all depends on the circle that you keep Minus family and friends You're only as strong as your weakest link And if you think I'm wrong then please don't ask again I never came to play, don't be asking me Unless it's serious and ready to pay the fee I represent my nation, Samson is the Now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. The first time you shot me down, I was grazed. Second round was never found, it ricocheted. Nowhere to run, I was stunned in a day.
is Milk D. Right now I'm chilling. Checking out the Fuse Box Radio. Bringing you the best of hip hop and soul, news and commentary. What more can I say? I've been in the wrong system, the wrong territory. Way too long. If I say it's right and I show it to Johnny, looks back at me like it sounds wrong. Why am I making music for them? Ask him, me the label or him. I go mad showing people Eden tunes, cause really why it goes in. That's right. I'm torn between catering for me and the fans. I'm going mad. I only hear my big hits where people go to get tans. What's sad to me is they want easy, I can't show skills. Can't. For the way with music, they want brother, I don't want meals. I step back looking in from the outside, wondering if it sounds right. Sounds good to me, on this path it's good to be You could do the hook for me, or I could do the hook for free Got a rave, booked at one, leave an hour gap then I'm booked to free I step back looking in from the outside, yeah. wondering if it sounds right Sounds good to me, on this path it's good to be yeah. You could do the hook for me, okay. or I could do the hook for free That's right. Got a rave, booked at one, leave an hour gap then I'm booked to free
since I truly did it Since I shitted on all of my critics Yeah, they say perfectionism isn't perfect But that's only because we haven't scratched the surface The center sketch has yet to catch some wreck Your face is red and I ain't even found my method yet Invest in reinventing everything I've ever said I'm resurrected with this pen, I've dissected the lead Zeppelin, it's like a box that I've been kept in I ain't preaching to the choir, I'm just trying to get the attention of the reverend Interrupting the reception, it happens when I say it I'm talking about the shit that you stepped in Quentin Tarantino with his music shit It seems your short films have been misdirected Infectious You poems don't even know what chess is I'm so awake and that's exactly why I'm feeling restless <laughs> Portrait of a poet, reinvented, here to advance The motives to etch a sketch, story in retrospect Corey to Rex, Rex to most deserving of respect Neck to neck with comma, comma, I'm a chameleon Devising a newer chapter to capture experience After I'm dead and gone, legacies living on Strip me the bare essentials as I pencil rarest form Bury bones without the needle, Jesus without the ego With Jesus without the adoration from people New lens to see through to truly see who we be When we be who we are, cause my mirror Image and individual display is tall. It's just arithmetic. Back to the simpleness, thinking infinite, infinite, unlearning the gimmicks. This is the rebirth, destroy, rebuild, to yield figures. A realist who remain the realist. R.E.K. Yes. Like this, okay. Legendary would have seen like my hero and big bro, but still about a quick zone. And friends who let a clip go. I came up in a zip code and mercy's never tenfold. And so the bottom line is Lord have like flip mode. Some assault was the MO, flipping off the three. And you saw it courtesy of my four mission hero. And now for the present day, down to my resume, the G, that BI, like surround in the letter H. Money ball, everything. Ground up, let it spray the perimeter's mine. I'm around here. To devastate, scholar to splendid. One time for the winners, fan pace off the park. Front line full of women. The way the rhythm do work is the way the literature work. She said the ride is everything, baby. The ride is tremendous. I'm on my pawn alone, die alone, chant the whole pile on. Load the oven up into the truck, and then I'll be gone. Fuck us. <laughs> Load the oven up into the truck, and then I'll be gone. Yeah. I said load the oven up into the truck And then I be gone, fuck up
would have been 90 years old on Tuesday if he had not been assassinated at the age of 39 on February 21, 1965. His impact on black America, the African diaspora, and on human history is inestimable, but I believe Brother Malcolm's greatest contribution to the struggle for human dignity lay in his unrelenting critique of the political structures and behavior of black America. Malcolm X made it legitimate and virtuous to engage in full-throated, soul-searching, icon-searing debate about the past, present, and future of those who were then called Negroes. Most importantly, he did not give a damn if white people heard all the black-on-black commotion or not, because they were not his audience, even when his arguments were broadcast on white corporate media. Malcolm broke with the taboos against criticizing black leadership within ear or eye range of white people, which in the late 50s and early 60s was viewed as airing dirty linen in public. Malcolm's position was that many of these black leaders were actually creatures of the white power structure and its media. He questioned their loyalties and very legitimacy and challenged black folks to choose their own leaders who would fight uncompromisingly for black interests. Malcolm took on the so-called Big Six, the NAACP, the National Urban League, CORE, SNCC, Dr. Martin Luther King's SCLC, and the legendary A. Philip Randolph, who'd gained the cooperation of the Kennedy administration to hold the 1963 March on Washington. Malcolm was not impressed. He called it the farce on Washington and derided the big six for diluting black people's power by putting cream in the coffee. This was not a catcall for racial exclusion, but a demand for independent black politics. Millions of black people, especially the young, understood Malcolm's meaning and acted upon it. There is no doubt that Malcolm was a race man, but when it came to his analysis of black America, he was a class man too. His elevation of the field Negro over the fawning, obsequious house Negro was an admonition to resist co-optation into what even Dr. King later recognized was a burning house. 
Malcolm wielded his house Negro analogy like a sword, shaming and delegitimizing those blacks who identify with and serve oppressive institutions rather than the interests of the masses of the people. Malcolm's harsh but lucid juxtapositions gave clarity of vision to a movement that would shake America to its foundations. What would Malcolm say if he were returned to us? His critique would begin with the present sorry state of black America, where the house Negro has held sway for the past two generations with disastrous results. But he would also hear the voices of his great-grandchildren stirring among the field Negroes of Ferguson and Baltimore. And he would say, show me a capitalist and I'll show you a bloodsucker. And then Malcolm would immediately set about denouncing and organizing against those black people that have sided with the bloodsuckers. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to blackagendareport.com. With DJ Fusion and John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. Cavalli bodies and Cervantes, Garavani Galactic, it again, the lower temperature Intica flowing in my review, mirror Penal Fugio pouring inside her platforms She'll be vertical limit before the sky's gone, the festivities just begun The extremities in the rum, the activities On the sun, and we flying it just for fun Pulling out the air, planes parachute Through something so unusual, the where's What we used to, Mattel, metallic toys Tipped in every temptress, of course they know I'm Morse code, decoded, it means Something reckless, beautiful black glamour Yes, we exuded, shoot it in the Get high, not vain, but vivid. New York nightcap, toast to the skyline, a skyjack, laughing with Latin ladies on a Lamborghini launching pad. Mr. Sir, sip a lot, glitz on the Ritz a lot. Switch them into we should set a mini motor micro bot. Now we on the shot clock, how many can we take to that buzzer go off? And we dressing up the place. Clean up your act, you have a movie to star in. The mean action pack film, I cash you act. Thrill award winning war jacket, so cold, cobras, Cosby, so coma. Stone with Medusa, the cold rolling stoner, the heist, the magic in the minutes the stars all revolve around you brights lights hey girl let's leave tonight hey girl let's catch this flight hope you're not afraid of heights brights lights hey girl let's leave tonight hey girl let's catch this flight Hope you're not afraid of heights. Cosmopolitan candy clashing with Cleopatra. Gold sugar casino, the Valentinos be at ya. Blonde bomb on her arm, Ebony Queen mix. Drenching of the Lolio, slipping inside the Stolio. Last call before we exit on the Skyway. Next stop, we lay on Sean Silly's A. Venom and Vixens, lap limbo, sideways samba. Stick to joystick, joy riders. Might smile with a slight crime stopper on my side. Is the boogie in the kiddo or the kiddo as the boogie? Do you mind to be my soul vibration? I do, but loud, Ash with the Simpson, you know you get it, time, let's do it. Brights, lights, hey girl, let's leave tonight, 
Hey girl, let's catch this flight. Hope you're not afraid of heights. Lights, lights. Hey girl, let's leave tonight. Hey girl, let's catch this flight. Hope you're not afraid of heights. Crazy, 
DJ Fusion. And now we can 
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
and gentlemen, Fusebox Radio Show. Fences, my style is relentless. Nothing but I can all in my sentences. This ain't remembrance, those come before me. Radio for me, you can't ignore me. PE, voice and power, turn it up louder. Lyrical shower, rain dance, no stopping our plans. Mike in one hand, the other with this stuff. Get up, rise with my folks, say all in my DNA. Got a strong bird up, break back long. Scared of my skin tone, crossing through zip codes, zipping through time zones. Not caught in a quicksand Tell them I never ran Standing on point with the DJ and band With my hands in the air I can 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 Hands in the air I can I can Smoke stages at this stage and age. I get high of what I wrote down on pages. I rage they best against the dark side of my moon. Listen to the bass go. The DJ, the band, the man in black is the man. The black and man in demand. Striving to be the I can. Spinning beginning to end. Running it backwards, beginning again. My writing, truncated. Still see your government hated. Can 10 million twitties be wrong? Follow hollow singers by singing their songs. You wanna do it? Get through it. Y'all hear it? Get near it. See it? Then be it. But only if you can feel it. I can. I can. I can. I can.
No fan on how urban radio has made rap fit for animals. That's exhibited in some of today's mixtape culture, which invites black men into USA jails. All that jail murder rhyming from these cats at themselves is a shame. But these corpse dangling and ushering many into USA prisons need smashing.
Radio. 
real nigga that'll get that Won't you let a dog ass nigga hit that After, after I was little mama with that Her skin so silky Body from a movie like she plastered on a silk screen Sit back, post it like a poster Look up to the left and see her body's all mocha Molly and coca, I ain't a loca singer She loves hyenas, especially hyenas with money like Lee I have coca with an attitude She just wanna have fun and I could give her what she want Change the more they say. 
they sweat us Dead us and just met us, but they won't forget us They don't know better in the worst case I be at it for first place Purchase they position, cause they worship oppositions But I too had no pot to piss in At some spot in the system And they still ain't got my decision I won't stand under no man Except my eye supplier He got the fire, I got the lighter I hit the spliffin' and this is what I'm spitting Like it's gas leakage that I'm tripping, pimping And I brought Kamachi About to take ours back From the culture stealers Cause we'll never see power Unless we let our culture heal us The strongest people Call us the sole survivors So beware the burning sands And the molten lava Yo, the God known to control Every cycle and season It's my holy land Commercial ass disciples is leaving When I hit them with this Automatic rifle I'm breathing And send their souls Right back to the spiritual regions My show get a listener's A miracle evening Mary's womb is the spot That my voice was conceived in Now understand me And what you you should believe in Don't care about my wrist Long as my yeah. mental is freezing I'm a sidewalk Bring it on if you think you can hang In the flat then let me do my thing In the flat In the flat In the flat then let me do my thing In the flat In the flat In the flat then let me do my thing Bring it on if you think you can hang yeah. in the flat, then let me do 
it? Yeah, it's your man Guru. Gangstar represent, aka Boyhead Slick. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the house with my man Kamachi. Straight like that, Philly to New York to worldwide. We'll put an end to your fraudulent behavior. That's what's up. It's about to change, you heard? Bring it on. Far from my reality, fought through a V suit jeans, lethal green. All of a people shades when I creep through queens with no AKs. I'm the ambassador, Robin Hood in the Aston Mall. Lot of blood gon' slashing wall. Task force, homicide, federalities gon' harass, but y'all ain't never seen nothing. Not a word, not a hint on a kid from the project bench that went Sony BMG to that new conglomerate. Alan Def Jam, guess how many dollars was spent to get the best man? Y'all niggas ain't selling some shit. Your bitch been one of policy. The big bins, I'ma model your chick with Zach posing. Cash froze cat stroker. Once I smash it over, cold like ice. More chains to slaves, dangerous ways. Pull the dice, change your channel. Roll the dice, I bring chains when I gamble. I can sell sand to an Arab, hot in my gun handle. Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them, where them gangsters at? My spit wet you if you stand close to the woofer Bet you get sprayed by my lecture Any club where ladies are dimes, I'm a regular Give it up smooth, I ain't better Your intelligent brainiac, brains maniac Back of the Maybach, taste that, don't waste that Eat with my elbows, top of the table Street etiquette with speech impediments And still see presidents, no matter who paid Cause you ain't take the last dollar made Long as they keep printing it, there's chances of getting it Money's my and we stay intimate Ask about Nation, could ask about Jung Ask about Brave Arts and ask where I'm from With Q Burroughs, specifically the bridge Don't ask no more questions, y'all know what it is Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them, where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them gangsters at? Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them, where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them, where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them dimes at? Sparking alone sharking, busting ratchets or numbers rackets or drug traffic. My funds are wrapped up, no concerns who has what. Financer, skull do wrapped up, mob life, prize fights, plasma TVs, a first row, diversified door in my circle. Amid the most sickest, groomed to prove swiftness. Numero undo, inuit suetis. That's the language of our Latin ancestors. On the back of a dollar, the plan in the message. In the road.
Rolls Royce like the king of Nigeria. My criteria, smoke cigars, change rap like Jimi Hendrix, change rock and roll with a broken guitar. Diamonds flashing, almost put a million cash in my mommy casket. Seymour Green is St. Patrick. Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them, where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them, where them gangsters at? Where them, where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them, where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Where them dimes at? Yo, the nappy grand is in the building. It's detrimental, paralyzed in my thoughts Parasites in my stomach keep me with a gut feeling, y'all Gotta see how I'm chilling once I park this luxury car Hopping out, feeling big as Mutombo 20 on pump 6, Tony Marcellus called me Dumbo 20 years ago, came for gift Now I can lend them my era too How to stack these residuals tenfold The liberal concept that men are due 2006, it didn't hear me Indigenous African only spoke Zulu. My American tongue was leery. Walked out the gas station, a homeless man with a semi tan complexion asked me what ten brand. Stressing about dry land, deep water, powder blue skies that crack open. A piece of crack that he wanted. I knew he was smoking. He begged and pleaded. Asked me to feed him twice. I didn't believe it. Told him beat it. Contributed money just for his pipe. I couldn't see it. He said, My son, temptation is one thing that I've defeated. Listen to me, I want a single bill from you. Nothing less, nothing more. I told him I didn't have it, then closed my door. Tell me how much a dollar cost. Key. Staring at me, I started the car, then I tried to leave But something told me to keep it in park until I could see The reason why he was mad at a stranger Like I was supposed to save him Like I'm the reason he homeless and asking me for a favor He's staring at me, his eyes follow me with no laser He's staring at me, I noticed that his stare is contagious Cause now I'm staring back at him, feeling some type of disrespect If I could throw a bat at him, he'll be aiming at his neck I never understood someone begging for goods Asking for a hand, I was taking it if they could And this particular person just had it down back, staring at me for the longest until he finally asked, have you ever opened up Exodus 14, a humble man is all that we ever need, tell me how much a dollar cost. Tripping and feeling resentment 
I never met a transient that demanded attention. They got me frustrated, indecisive, and power tripping. Sour emotions got me looking at the universe different. I should distance myself. I should keep it relentless. My selfishness is what got me here. Who the fuck I'm kidding? So I'ma tell you like I told the last bomb. Crumbs and pennies, I need all the minds. And I recognize this type of panhandling all the time. I got better judgment. I know when niggas hustling. Keep in mind, when I was struggling, I did compromise. Now I comprehend. I smell grandpa's old medicine reeking from your skin. Moonshine and gin. Nigga, you're babbling. Your words ain't flattering. I'm imagining Denzel. Be looking at old Neil. Cause I'm in sad thrills. Your gimmick is mediocre. The jig is up. I seen you from a mile away losing focus. And I'm insensitive. And I lack empathy. You looked at me and said your potential is bittersweet. I looked at him and said every nickel is mine to keep. He looked at me and said know the truth. It'll set you free. You looking at the Messiah. The son of Jehovah. The higher power. The choir that spoke the word. The Holy Spirit. The nerve of Nazareth. And I tell you just how much a dollar cost. The price of happiness by in heaven. Embrace your loss. I am God. I wash my hands. I said my grace. What more do you want from me? Tears of a clown. Yes, I'm not all what it's meant to be. Shades of gray will never change if I condone. Turn this page. Help me change to right my wrong. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
Fox Radio.
Give me my 